ESPN 1000 remembers Jeff Dickerson. Join us all day for a celebration of our beloved teammate. Everybody hurts sometimes. Chris Black, Adam Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago celebrating the life of Jeff Dickerson. You can donate to the GoFundMe for his son, Parker. It's uh, Parker's Fund. It's on my Twitter account at Adam A. Abdallah, at Chris Bleck. It's all over the internet right now. Adam Schefter has tweeted out. A bunch of NFL owners have now contributed to it. Um, the Bulls game is about to tip off, Chris, and they have held a moment of silence. Uh, for JD prior to today's game, so a, a credible uh, gesture by the Bulls wow. as they uh, start their game here in a few minutes, um, and also just you know you've seen the tributes all over the place uh, from whether it's from fans or whether it's from coworkers or or people that didn't even know him that have just seen the outpouring uh, from Jeff Dickerson, including you know the Bears did have media today, um, they did. You know, Matt Nagy met the media, some quarterback stuff, but that stuff doesn't matter right now. But Matt Nagy did kick off his press conference today by uh, sharing a message for uh, J.D. and his family. I want to start off by giving my thoughts and prayers to uh, to Jeff Dickerson's family and his son, Parker. Um, obviously, it's a it's a tough day for all of us. We, we know how much uh, Jeff meant to all of us. We all have different stories, being, you know, with him and. Um, for me, you know, I, I was able to have um, four good years uh, being able to learn who he is as a person and get to hear his stories. And, and when, when I think about Jeff, I, I think about, you know, how positive he was, which, you know, we all talk about. He's always glass half full. Um, with me, he was always very supportive and respectful, which, you know, is, uh, is pretty neat in, in this day and age to have somebody like that um, from the very start. Uh, and, and I appreciated that. Um, you know, I think about the good thoughts I have with him, and, and I think back to this past draft, I, him as a prognosticator. I mean, he, he I remember him texting me uh, a couple of days before the draft and uh, and talking about all these predictions of who we may draft and may not draft, and he said he's going to go ahead and say that we're going to draft Tevin Jenkins, and uh, it, was, it was crazy, uh, you know, that that ended up happening, but uh, he didn't care about what anybody else was saying. That's what that's what he predicted. And what do you know? You know, so he, he never, he never ended up bragging to me about that, which is just kind of who he is. Um, but I think he always knew that I, that I knew. So, uh, he's positive. He's a, uh, prognosticator. And, and the last thing is, you know, how proud he was of his son Parker. Um, you know, I just, I go back to thinking of all the, uh, you know, the, the, the stories of the conversations before we'd ever talk football, it was always about, um, you know, the the baseball tournament that he was playing or you know the football game and it's just who he was so um you know he's he's uh super proud and i think that that's uh you know we know that bears coach matt Nagy on jeff dickerson say what you want about Nagy. that's that's very heartfelt by him and a a, yeah. a very nice gesture um by him today and you know Nagy has his own sons and his own family as well so you can you know, he identifies with it. You can feel what, you know, you can feel that, um, that he's, 
yeah, he's he's a coach and everything like that, but he also is a person and he identifies what with what this family is going through right now. And, and it, that was a, a meaningful, you know, that's not just two minutes of, of fluff. That's not just, you know, 10 seconds of a press conference to say, oh, hey, we're sorry. Like that, that was very heartfelt by Matt Nagy. Well, it, it just goes to show you how much that uh, no matter who the person was, if J.D. crossed paths with them, he made an impact on their life. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it could be a coach who, you know, think about Mac. Matt Nagy's situation. He probably thinks he's out of town soon. Uh, he thinks the entire city probably dislikes him. Um, but I'm sure it was a pleasure to see JD every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were very nice, uh, thoughtful words from Matt Nagy. And, you know, it's an incredibly sad day for all of us. Um, JD was the best. Um, he always looked out for guys like you and me. So we're forever thankful uh, for that mm-hmm. and for him. And just like being around him throughout the years, he taught us how to be better people, how to do our jobs better. Um, and he, he was just fun to be around, you know? Absolutely. We don't normally take requests, but I'm being told in the Twitch chat to play the Darnell Mooney uh, on JD. So I will do that. It's, uh, it's real short here. So it just here's what people want to hear it. Here is Darnell Mooney earlier today at House Hall. First off, I want to uh, start off by uh, giving my condolences to uh, Mr. Mr. Dickerson's uh, family, uh, tragic loss, and their, and their family. Uh, also, give out my condolences to his, his son as well. I know they have been. Uh, he's been going through a, a traumatic uh, situation with uh, with his mother and and his his father. So, uh, I want to take out the time to give my condolences to, to him and uh, his family. Again, a player that JD maybe not have has interacted with as much, but it just shows you what he meant to that locker room and to those players yeah. as well. And you know. We this is a this is a bad bad segue and a bad pun, but much like you know him not dealing with a lot of like we a lot of us here at the station dealt with JD and dealt with with, with him as a host and as a a uh, as as a guest on shows doing Bears reports and as our Bears reporter and whether he would fill in or or uh, host and that kind of stuff we all dealt with him at some point and you know other. Former producers have reached out as well and just to give their condolences and their thoughts uh, to you and I, Chris, through text and, you know, through DM on Twitter. But we have uh, George Katsarillos, who produced with us for a few years here at the station, produced many a JD show and also had to, you know, put him on as a a Bears reporter and whatnot. But uh, George is with us. Um, George, how's it going? What's up, guys? Uh, Yeah, well, you know, it's... uh... It's been a day, to say the least, full of emotion. And uh, I don't know. I just felt like I had to call in because, you know, ESPN 1000 was my first job in radio. And one of the first people that I met, aside from from Jonathan and Jonathan Hood, you and Chris Black was JD. And JD was the nicest dude that I've ever met. As a weird, awkward kid coming in on his first job, very just like, not knowing anything about the business, uh, JD, anytime I got to produce a JD show or go on remote with JD or, you know, just talk to me, always, always asked me how I was doing, always was wondering what, what was going on with me, gave me some, some great insight into this industry and everything. And it's just like the, the, the guy was, it, it never, no matter what, no matter what was happening with him, it always seemed like he cared about you and was having a great day. And it's just, to lose someone like that, it's just it's it's just a huge huge hole. Not in just this industry, but in this world. I mean, he was just a 
one of a kind type of guy and just to, to have this happen was just so sad man. george you know like as we kind of talk about it the one thing that keeps like uh picturing uh that i keep picturing in my head is like jd saw the rocky waters uh coming for us and was like it'll be okay and like right. was just trying to make things easier for all of us even if it wasn't necessarily going to happen quickly or it was going to be easy. Like he saw it already and he wanted us to know, like, it's okay. You guys are going to be okay. Right. And like, dude, whenever we'd, we'd, we'd host a show or produce or whatever, uh, he'd, uh, he'd always, he always like in a pre-show meeting would be like, we're going to have some fun. Like, it's going to be fun. This isn't work. This is fun. And it's like, that has stuck with me throughout my entire career in this business. And like, man, it was just, it's, it still seems so surreal. It still seems like, you know, I, I, I gotta say this. I, I thought I, I heard the news, what was going on? Like uh, about a week and a half ago. And like, I couldn't believe it. And I thought about, I thought about texting him and, and telling him like what he meant to me in my career. And I haven't talked to the guy in like, you know, since I, since I left the station and, you know, I, I sat there and I went, nah, this, this might be a little weird. It's weird out of the blue. Okay, whatever. But now in hindsight, man, I'm never going to get the chance. I'm never going to get, like, like I never, I didn't take the opportunity. And I guess, like, for me, that was kind of a lesson that, like, you just, you never know. And you got to take the opportunity to do that type of stuff. So um, that was kind of, like, one of the lessons, last lessons J.D. taught me. So Absolutely. And I think Chris said it uh, when, you know, JD always was like, hey, you know, like, you know, stuff's coming. It might not be great. Like, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But also, like, George, you don't work in sports radio anymore. Like, you're doing a different, you're doing, you know, a different kind of radio. He was always, and like, we just talked to Ray, and Ray doesn't work in sports radio either anymore. He's a boxing announcer. And he was always like, hey, you guys, you know, like, do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yep. with Chris and I, he was like, you guys be prepared, you know, talk about, talk about national stuff. Talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Just be, be able to do everything. If this is what you want to do, if this is something you want to do something else, then go do something else. Like encouraging Ray to go do, you know, boxing stuff, encouraging you to go, you know, do other things that aren't sports radio, but still radio. You know what I mean? Like not, you know, just being like, you know, like this doesn't have to be it. You know what I mean? Like there are more important things than working in these four walls here. Right. Right. Man, guys, I just want to, I just want to say like, thank you for, for giving me the, the, the couple of minutes I, I, I needed to, to say my piece. So, Yeah, all good, George. Thanks for calling Thanks, in. Thanks, George. Man. Appreciate it, man. Good to talk to you. You too, guys. You know, Abdal, like, I, I just continue to think about how, how many people JD um, helped along the way. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it's just something you can never thank him enough for. And I know in the moment, um, I was absolutely grateful in the, in the times that we had with JD and all those years of learning underneath him, and you hear all the different stories. And he, he was just so impactful to so many people and so many different groups of friends and so many uh, different walks of life. And it, it really is a lesson to all of us, you know, to just uh, be nice, to, to enjoy life and, and go do something you want to do because, you know, nothing is, is forever in this world and you got to take advantage of the time you have. Absolutely. And uh, we have a bunch of people that want to jump on and give us some stories. Jay and Tom have been hanging for a while. We'll talk to them when we come back right here on ESPN 1000. 
As we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000, please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund. Jay is in Arlington Heights. He wants to talk about Jeff Dickerson as we celebrate the life of J.D. here on ESPN 1000. Adam Abdal along with Chris Bleck. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, thank you for taking my call. I went to high school and college with Jeff, and this is such a big loss, not only for the whole Chicago family, but for Buffalo Grove and even, like, the University of Illinois. He was such a good dude. So yeah. welcoming, so accomplished, so accomplished in his own way. But what really stands out to me is some, you know, some of the things that you guys were hinting on. Um, you know, I would always talk to him about his son, about baseball, and he would always just give me the greatest tips for my daughter and his ability to kind of just be remembered not only out as an awesome journalist, but as a great father. I think it's just so much to him, and I just really appreciate this day and that you guys given um, all the time. Um, the Bulls thing gave me chills. Um, the owners donating money is amazing. The fact that his GoFundMe is up to where it is, and I just really, really appreciate what you guys did today. I just wanted to say that. Thank you again. Thanks, Thanks Jay. For the appreciate phone call. it. Thanks, Jay. You know, Abdallah, the, the one thing that I think needs to be said about the, the GoFundMe page, and it, it, it's incredible how much money um, has been raised to this point. I'm refreshing it right now. I think I see $563,000. Um, you know, Adam Schefter has spent all day today giving credit to people who are donating and mm-hmm. retweeting uh, the link of the GoFundMe. Um, and Adam Schefter has 9 million Twitter followers. Yeah. Like Adam Schefter doesn't have to do that. And he continues to give props to Jim Ursay or the Schneider family that each gave $25,000 within the last hour uh, to Parker's fund. So um, I think some, you know, Adam Schefter also donated quite a bit as well. And you can see it on the list. Um, so credit to Adam Schefter for um, promoting this and getting it out there so so many people can help Parker out. Absolutely. And if you can, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, you can also go to obviousshirts.com. Joe from Obvious Shirts put, has put together a run of shirts and sweatshirts that all of the proceeds will go directly to uh, the GoFundMe. So he'll take all the proceeds and and put them into it um, once you know they've gotten a bunch of sales and everything like that. I know a bunch of people have already ordered, so continue to order their pre-order. So that I don't think that there's a limit. Sorry, Joe, but <laughs> I think I might have just said that there's not a limit. Just, just keep ordering shirts, whatever. We'll figure it out. Uh, Tom is in Oak Lawn. What's up, Tom? <laughs> What's up, guys? So I I didn't know J.D. personally like you guys. Um, I only knew him through the radio and not just not just uh, his honest Bears beats and such whenever he was on. But, like, I, I remember listening to him for Dickerson and Hood or, like, mm-hmm. the times when he would be on, uh, on Freddie Coleman's show at night and such. And I'd listen and be like, hey, that's J.D. I know J.D. So and and this is it's so I mean it's so terrible and and, and I can understand as a father myself um, how how I'm sure how his son uh, was everything to him just like how my son is everything to me and um, you know I can't donate a thousand dollars or anything like that or twenty five like Jim Ursay but I uh, I bought two shirts. 
and one for me and one for my son. And we're going to wear those shirts and we're going to represent JD that way. And, and George McCaskey better come out and say, whatever the total is at this certain time, we're going to match it because that's the least they can do. So to help, to help Parker out for Parker. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Good stuff, Tom. Have a good night. Thanks for always calling. Thanks for always listening to the show. Absolutely. You know, like it, it, it's, um, that's what it's about is give what you can. Mm -hmm. And, uh, even if it is just buying a shirt, it's all going to go to Parker. So, um, it's good to see so many people uh, trying to help out. Mm-hmm. If you like uh, baseball coverage, you probably know Sahadev Sharma. Uh, but Sahadev started out producing here. He was an intern here, and then he produced here uh, for a while. He produced many a JD show with you and I. It seems yeah. like we're, get, we're getting all the, uh, all the young guns back together uh, tonight for a very, very good cause. And uh, we go to Sahadev Sharma from The Athletic. Sahadev, how's it going, man? It's uh, it's going well. There's there's been better days, but I, yeah, I want to thank you guys for letting me uh, call in and just talk about JD. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't stay in contact with him the last few years. Uh, I was when I got the news yesterday. I immediately looked the last time we chatted, and it was condolences for him losing his wife. And uh, I kept looking through the messages, and what stood out to me was as I was coming up through the business and struggling, like. You know, you know how it is, guys. You know how yeah. when things aren't clicking and, and you're wondering why you're putting in all this work and effort, when you're going to get that full-time job, when you're going to get that break. It was April of 2014 when J.D. out of the blue reaches out. This is about two, three months before I got my first full-time job, before it finally started going right. And, and he just, out of the blue, complimented my work, saying how happy he was to see my byline on on various pages and and i kind of said hey man thanks i appreciate that i wish it was you know wish that, that full-time job was coming and his words were just you know it will come i see the talent i see the work it'll happen don't worry and then he immediately switched to how's the family how's life and both those things just really stood out to me and i spent most of today reaching out to people at espn and making sure I let people know, hey, you're, you've done great, or thank you for what you did for me, because I should have said that to J.D., because he did. He Just those, those words, they do a lot for us. They, they make sure that we keep going, that, hey, this isn't for nothing, putting in all this work and people aren't noticing, and that matters. And, uh, you know, I wish I would have reached out for, if nothing else, uh, I hear about his son Parker all the time now, and... I, I watch my son work his butt off at baseball, and we literally were outside today playing in, you know, in the cold weather because all he wants to do is practice and get better. And I would have loved to hear the stories about Parker straight from J.D. because it sounds like he was really proud of his son, which uh, after this summer, you know, you get to finally uh, playing sports again with the kids uh, post-pandemic, seeing them play, I, I kind of started to appreciate all the dad stuff, and I think – uh, people in the Wrigley press box probably got sick of me talking about my son and <laughs> how proud I am of him. But th- those are the types of conversations I wish I would have uh, had with JD. Yeah, Zahav, that's fantastic perspective. And uh, we we were texting earlier today, and you know some of um, the time that the three of us spent with JD was 
prepping for shows or just sitting around ESPN 1000 waiting for shows, because we kind of talked about this about an hour ago, is that the nighttime programming on ESPN 1000, you know, 10 years ago was the evening shows didn't start until 730 at night, eight o'clock at night. And we rolled all the way till 11, sometimes midnight. Um, So like the three of us and Jonathan Hood and Jeff Dickerson, we spent a lot of time together at the station doing nothing. I mean, we were prepping for shows, but like at a certain point you can only prep so much. And then we were just like sitting around waiting for the guys to go on the air. And um, what are some of the things that you remember from that time, from being around JD in in the time that we were producing shows for he he and Jonathan? Well, I, I texted someone this earlier today. I don't think I realized at the time or appreciated at the time, like how that was preparing me for what I do now. Right. I spend a lot of time debating or talking about baseball. Right. I, I have to make my case. I have to I have to really think through things and, and present things in a well thought out manner. And, and all that was that was talking, whether it was with Fred or or hoodie or JD, like all that stuff prepared me for now. Right. I'm able to do my job better because they forced me and challenged me. JD was right there among them uh, pushing us and making sure that, you know, we didn't just say something and, and you, you have to back it up. You have to have thought it out. And, and if you didn't, <laughs> they made sure to let you know, You're like that, that doesn't make sense. And here's why, or you better be able to back that up because I don't see the logic behind it. And, I think that that's the type of stuff at the time, it, you know, you may not appreciate it. You may not realize like why that's important, but if you're, if you're really going to do this and do it well, that's, you know, sharpening your skills. It, it's starting from the bottom and making sure that everyone challenges you and, and, and you're, you know, they, they saw us as equals and they, they saw us as people that had a chance to do more than, you know, just sit behind the scenes or be an intern or whatever it was. And, and th- those, moments of challenging us i think were preparing us for these these times now you gotta so could also sit in the newsroom and bitch about the illini that's how the show started too <laughs> that, that that happened plenty yes sahadev thanks for calling in man we really appreciate it good to hey, talk I'm to you i'm really Zahadif. proud of you guys too it's, it's great to see your success and i listen as often as i can and, and happy to have worked with you and worked our way up it's, it's great to listen to you guys thanks for having me on Thanks, Sahadev. Appreciate Thanks, it. Sahadev, you can read Sahadev at The Athletic. Covers baseball for them. Like I said, there's a bunch oh, of good coverage right now that uh, is not uh, behind a paywall that is uh, talking about J.D. Huh. I, I worked talking baseball with Zahadev for a number of years, yeah, just too. like yeah. you did. Yeah. And the columns that you get on The Athletic now, Zahadev was giving to our callers Oh, when they yeah. were calling into Talking Baseball, <laughs> trying to get on the air with Bruce Levine. Sahadov was giving them full columns in the producer booth. Uh, he he was just in the wrong spot. He just needed to go right. I, because, just, I, I uh, remember saying to Sahadov, just put them on, man. You don't need to try to change their mind. Like they're gonna like Bruce is gonna yell at them. JD's gonna yell at them. You don't need to try to yeah. change their mind before you put them on the air. <laughs> it's so great to see uh, Zahadov doing that now because. Uh, he always had the better baseball thoughts than all of us. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Well, he to liked see. it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're gonna to upset Bruce. I'm not going to upset Bruce. 
<laughs> Bruce is already upset at me for some reason. Bruce doesn't think I should be here. I didn't think I would be here is what I mean. Didn't think I would be here. <laughs> the last time we saw Bruce, he walked right up. He goes, I can't believe you're still doing this. <laughs> me either, Bruce. Me either. Uh, we referenced the Illini with uh, Sahadev. Uh, you, you didn't work uh, Loyola games with JD, but you did a lot of work with JD covering UIC while he was, uh, you know, broadcasting games yeah. for uh, Loyola. I'm sure you've got some short stories you want to share with us when we come right back, okay? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. 312-332-3776. we got a couple more callers on the line that want to share their stories as well. We'll continue to do that. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. As we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000, please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund. Refreshing that uh, GoFundMe page. It's under Parker's Fund. You can find it on my Twitter account at Adam A. Abdallah and also on Chris's at Chris Black. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. And we're up to $570,000 right now. Um, if you can spare five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Any amount helps Parker out. Uh, you can also get a shirt from Obvious Shirts. I've said Joe is printing as many as the, the as it's an unlimited amount of shirts and sweatshirts. Sure, that's yeah. fine until he tells me to stop doing that, which I'm not going <laughs> to stop doing that. Uh, but all of the proceeds from the shirts and sweatshirts will go to the GoFundMe as well, and it's just been amazing from last night around this time when I looked, it was right at around twenty five thousand, and to think that there's been f- over five hundred and fifty thousand dollars raised since then in about twenty four hours is crazy um i know this was set up a few days ago um as the news of uh jd's condition uh began to get worse um and so now people are just donating left and right and you mentioned adam Schefter tweeting about it and a bunch of nfl owners have now donated a bunch um there's footage going around twitter too of the moment of silence that the bulls had before the uh game tonight before their game against Atlanta, which is a, a huge gesture by them. I'm sure the Bears will be doing a bunch this weekend as well as it is a home game against the Giants on Sunday. I'm sure they'll have a tribute as well. Um, but you uh, worked with JD uh, in college basketball. You broadcast games for UIC and JD broadcast games for Loyola. They talked to Porter Moser earlier today, and he gave some of his great thoughts about Jeff Dickerson as well. And And Porter's a great guy, and JD's a great guy. You knew they, they got along extremely well. Just from the tone of Porter's voice, you can get that interview and all the great interviews. There's been, I couldn't even name the amount of people. Eric Ostrowski was producing earlier today, and he had a list going of the amount of people that the station has had on today, just giving their thoughts and how much JD meant to them. And it, yeah. There's just so many people that I I can't I would forget people even if I had the list in front of me if just from the the people that haven't worked here in years that have been calling in and I've got people that from you and I worked at the Illinois uh, Media School uh, and people that you know he re- that reached out to him from there that were working on shows and that wanted to be reporters and and everything and he was always so generous with his time so I know you've got stories from working those games with uh, JD as well. Yeah, and you know, I was just scrolling through uh, the GoFundMe and Parker's Fund, and there the, the eye popping uh, donations at the top of the board from the uh, Indianapolis Colts 
and from the Washington football team are incredible. Um, if you scroll down a little bit more, Jed Hoyer, uh, Theo Epstein, uh, you see some famous names on this list, including Loyola's men's basketball team. Um, they just donated two minutes ago, Abdallah. And it's fitting that I wanted to talk about this. Um, you know, Jeff Dickerson did, uh, he called basketball games for Loyola on TV with Jordan Burnfield. And they were a fantastic duo together. Um, I heard Jordan on earlier today with uh, Fred, and he sounded great. Um, and he actually just texted me, too. So shout out to, to Jordan. Um, and w- what's incredible about JD uh, calling these Loyola games is there's a couple of things here. Because I, I work with Jonathan Hood calling the UIC Flames games on TV. So we're both doing like the same exact job just for different teams. Last year, JD saw that Loyola had a road game at UIC, which would mean that JD and Jordan would not be calling that Loyola game, but Jonathan and me would be calling it because we're the UIC broadcasters. JD reached out to me ahead of time to find out if I wanted scouting reports on all the Loyola players. And, and so, you know, he and I had a long um, text exchange and, and we talked about it and he gave me all of the information he had. And he was the one looking out for me for a game that I had coming up in a couple of weeks that was loyal in UIC. So, like, that's just the type of person that JD is. Um, you know, he was looking out for me once again. Uh, I, the other thing that I, I would point to with Loyola basketball and, and JD's work around that program, and, and you mentioned that Porter Moser was on the station earlier today. It was a fantastic interview. Check it out on the ESPN Chicago app. Like JD knew that Porter was really good immediately, and he would tell all of us that Loyola has something special, and they have this coach who's really good. He's not going to be there forever because he's too good, right? And he wouldn't say that he was too good for Loyola. He was just, he saw the talent that Porter had. And Adam, this is, I'm talking way before they made their Final Four run. And it's just because JD knew that Porter had something special. And then we we know that the Loyola Ramblers made a run to the Final Four and that Porter Moser became one of the hot coaching names in all of college basketball. Now he's the head coach at Oklahoma. Um, But it was JD and his relationship with Porter that I thought was just so special. You know, uh, I mentioned earlier, I got a chance to go to the final four with JD and Jonathan hood uh, in 2015, the final four is in Indianapolis and I was producing the show, but someone that JD needed to make sure got onto the show uh, while we were down there in Indy was Porter Moser. He wanted to make sure that Porter got on the show and that Porter was going to be able to break down uh, the teams hanging into the Final Four. And J.D. just sold me and Jonathan that this guy's good, he knows his stuff, and we're going to have him on. And so J.D. introduces me to Porter, and Porter's always been great to me because I think of the introduction that J.D. gave for me to Porter. Um, the following year, J.D. and I went to Houston for the Final Four. It was just the two of us. And uh, the station allowed me to host with JD doing all these shows from the Final Four. And if you remember, the Final Four in 2016 wasn't really that hot of a Final Four. It was like Villanova, 
Oklahoma uh, with uh, Buddy Heald. Mm-hmm. Uh, Syracuse was there, but Syracuse was like a low seed that got to the Final Four. So, like, it wasn't the traditional power that they usually were. Um, and I think North Carolina was the other team that was there. And we talked mainly about the Bulls the entire time we were down there. And JD made sure that Porter came by. And then he was like, no, Porter's great. Porter's going to just talk ball with us. So we, we like spent 20 minutes talking about Fred Hoiberg and his system in the NBA. And like Porter broke it all down. He was fantastic. And JD knew that Porter would be great. Mm-hmm. And JD was the connector between all of us in these great shows. And it's just those are memories I'm always going to have because um, when it came to college basketball, he's known as a football guy, but he outworked everyone and he made sure those around him were set up for success uh, who were trying to do the same thing that he was doing. Well, that's what I feel like he always imparted to us was the like be able to do other things because this is a business where, you know, like when we first started out, there wasn't an ESPN Chicago.com. There wasn't the athletic. There wasn't like it was ESPN.com and us. And like that was it. And there was no Twitter. There was no Instagram. But it was like you need to know how to do other things because they might ask you to go on TV one day. They might ask you to, to go on, you know, Chicago Tribune Live or whatever, and whatever it was called, you know, back in the day, back then. They might ask you to go on this stuff and you need to be ready they might ask you to to you know to call a a a college basketball game and you have to be ready and you know he uh, extended that generosity by offering you you know do you need scouting reports like that kind of thing like he was always willing to just impart any form of of information and then you know the same thing for him like if i had something uh, you know, for him on the Bears, I'd be like, "Hey, I heard this. Have you? Can you dig this up?" Like, I'll never forget calling him when uh, I woke him up one morning when there was s- someone got in trouble from the Bears. Someone did something that they shouldn't have at night from the Bears, and he was like, "All right, let me work this story. Don't don't go with it yet." And this is like before, like I was like, someone called in because there wasn't Twitter. It was like someone called in and, and they said this and it was like, hey, should we go? He's like, let me check. Hold on. And he called back a couple minutes later and he was like, yep, that you can go with it. I'll go with it. Put me on. And like we went, but he was like, don't be, you know, don't be first. Be right. You know, don't yeah. just go off of whatever. Don't get got like the don't get got was the just don't don't be don't be first. You got to be right with stuff. And if you're not, you're you know, your credibility gets knocked down. And that's something he, you know, he instilled in us as well. I mean, it's it just maybe this is really inside radio, but like just little tricks of the trade that uh, he taught me that I'll always keep. And, and you and I have had the ability to go to a final four as well. But mm-hmm. like as we're sitting there for the final four, we're at a desk. And what happens is there's what, 30, 40 other radio stations from around the country all in the same room. And they bring through people who um, basically talk to every single station that is willing to talk to them. Yeah. They, either coaches, former basketball players, all this stuff. And JD, when I was with him, he showed me like something as simple as when you say yes, write down the name that you say yes to. So then you don't forget and you're in the middle of a conversation and you have to think on the top of your head, who, who am I talking to, mm-hmm. right? Because some of these coaches are like the Temple head coach, right? Like someone you probably have never thought about before. And, and JD would always write it down on his yellow pad and like 
big block letters. Mm -hmm. So it was just always there in front of them. In case you forgot, you could just look down. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're talking to Aaron McKee, the uh, former uh, player from the 76ers who's now the Temple head coach. You know, like just little things like that that I feel as if we were thrown into the water, into the wild, into the water by ourselves. Like, I don't know if you'd pick up on, but like JD had all those little tricks down and was um, willing to share them with us as well. I have, I have two very less serious stories than that. All right, um, I got so, one too. So yeah. JD obviously lost his wife two years ago, mm-hmm. um, Caitlin, and nobody loved, like he loved Caitlin so much. I remember one night we were in the newsroom and he had ordered because he was trying, everybody, you know, he's trying to get in wedding shape, right? So you're trying yeah. to lose weight. And he ordered these microwave meals that were so disgusting. And he was like, I was like, hey, where are we getting dinner tonight? And because well, like we'd walk to Chipotle, like he like yeah. Chipotle's not close, but it's not far. But he was like, let's get Chipotle tonight. Let's do Qdoba. Let's do this. Let's go to Panda Express. Like, let's he wanted to make it like a thing. Like we kind of we've kind of harped on that a little bit in the last two hours. Like JD liked to like to he did you know, he liked to eat. He liked to have a good dinner. And mm-hmm. so before the show, whether you were burping it up during the two hours or not. And so we, he was like, I got to eat these stupid meals, man. I got to lose like 15 pounds before the wedding. Microwaves it, comes back into the newsroom, eats it, throws the empty thing away. I go, what was that? He goes, that's the worst blank I've ever eaten in my life. Let's go to Chipotle right now. <laughs> and then the other one is, I don't know if, if people know this about JD, but nobody loves early 2000s hip hop. More than JD. Like, we had that whole, like, remember Mike Jones? We had that Mike. Remember, yeah. Mike, remember Mike Hass from the Bears? We had yeah. a Mike Hass song to the Mike Jones song. And then he, while he was getting prepared for his wedding, I was, you know, just making conversation about the wedding. I was like, hey, do you guys have, like, anything fun planned or any good, like, music or anything? Because, like, are you getting your music in? And he was like, I'm going to walk out to Fireman by Lil Wayne. And I was like... You are? He's like, yeah, man. I'm going to walk out. It's, they're going to introduce us, and you it's going to be, I'm going to walk out, and you're going to hear the sirens, and people are going to know that JD is walking out to Fireman by Lil Wayne. I go to the wedding. JD walks out. There is no Fireman. There is no sirens. I see him afterwards. You know, they're making the rounds after they yeah. get married and everything. And I'm like, what happened to Fireman? He goes, Fireman got vetoed at the last minute. We couldn't do Fireman. I couldn't argue that. I couldn't pull Fireman. Sorry, guys. And I was just like, yeah, see, you got you to gotta cave. It's fine. I get it. I get it. He's like, remember that. You got to cave. I'm like, yeah. all right, I will remember that. I will cave. Well, you know, and JD always uh, wanted to have fun. And, and I mentioned the trip to the Final Four in Houston. And he and I were there for like four days together. And he had every element of the trip planned out. Um, so much, even the, the fun uh, at night. So like at the Final Four, they put on these concerts for, you know, the host city. And the, the concert that... Um, that they had while we were there was Pitbull with uh Flo Rider as the, the opener. And like, so like, okay, the news breaks yesterday and I'm, I'm listening to the station. I'm just consuming um, everything on the station and just seeing all the tributes on Twitter. And I'm like, I, I don't know what I can put in one tweet that encapsulates what JD means to me and, and how he was to me. Um, and how important he is, uh, to us. And, and so like, I'm thinking like, okay, I just, I just gonna, I'm going to put out a tweet about something that, 
I'm going to smile at, and it always makes me laugh thinking about it. And it was the fact that JD dragged me to this Pitbull concert, <laughs> and it was in this like plaza, and it was like in the middle of the afternoon, and Pitbull was going nuts, and JD was so pumped. And you know me, like I don't really drink beer much, and so we we get to the concert. And JD goes up and he buys two beers that are bigger than the size of my head. And he has one, he hands me the other. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting because I don't really like, I don't really drink beer. I drink vodka, I drink, you know, whiskey, you know, I do cocktails, that type of thing. He houses his beer like in a song and a half. Like, Pitbull has said Dale like once and, and, and the beer's gone. And I look over and JD is like, all right, you want more? And I'm like, uh, and he walks away and he buys two more. And, and so now I'm double fisting these huge stadium cups and JD is just so happy. Pitbull's playing flow rider already played. Uh, we got hammered that night hammered Mm -hmm. and we you know we went to a couple of different bars and and just i'm always going to remember that like i wasn't really up for going to seeing uh pitbull and like doing that thing and like jd made me go and he had a great time and it was just a fantastic memory i have um from being able to spend some time with him and i just remember the look he gave me when i was like three fourths of the way through a beer and he was already ready for the next one. And I was like, JD, I don't drink beer like you. Like, I, I wasn't in a college frat. Like, I can't do, I can't hang like you. <laughs> I was going to say, you've been to his bachelor party. You should have known what you were getting into when yeah, you go to the Pitbull concert with still, beer. It was great, though. Uh, 312-332-3776. We've got a couple more callers that we're going to try to fit in before uh, we're out of here at 8 o'clock. That's next on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000 remembers Jeff Dickerson. Join us all day for a celebration of our beloved teammate. Thank you to everyone who called, who tweeted, who participated in the Twitch chat today. Uh, All the great guests that were on with all of the shows Thank you to all the hosts that uh, jumped on kind of last minute here uh, to put this together. Danny Zetterman for putting it all together as well as Randy Merkin. Um, Thank you to everybody for donating to the GoFundMe. Keep donating. If you know someone that that, uh, likes the Bears, send this to them as well. You know, every dollar counts. As we wrap this up here, we've got got one more. Dean Dean is downtown. What's up, Dean? Dean. Hey, fellas. Hey, fellas, shout out to Shefty for really using his social media platform. I can't help but think that that is great as J.D. was and as many people loved him. I'm sure that really helped the cause. When I saw 100 grand when I woke up this morning, I was very excited. I said, this is going to be great. Let's go for 200. And this is this is great that we're almost at uh, 600,000 right now. So shout out to everyone. And I already got my shirt. And I just wanted to say that um, it's, it's evident that J.D. was a great guy and a professional, but I, I can't get over to me. It's an insp- he's a, a hero and an inspiration. Like Sylvie says, um, I can't imagine what it's like to go through something like that and the courage and the selflessness that it takes to, that he took to, to protect his son. And um, 
I know that you guys know your listeners. We, we know your families. You guys are going to have kids one day. I'll know them. Like I know Gio and Avery and Brett and Sylvie's kids say hi to me at my gym. So we are like a big family and it affected us all. So I hope yeah. that if I am ever faced with that kind of adversity, that I have even a fraction of the resolve and the courage that JD showed up until the very end. So thanks for taking my calls, guys. Rest in peace to our brother JD. Thanks, Dean. Appreciate the call, man. Have a good night. Good call, Dean. Uh, thank you to Sean for producing the show tonight. We're about to join the Cheese It Bowl already in progress, followed by the Alamo Bowl. But um, you know, Chris, it, it's you know we're coming up to the new year here, uh, the end of the ho- the holiday season and whatnot. Just call people, text them if you've got a grudges with people. It's stupid. Like it does, like just. If, if this has shown me anything, it's to be in contact with more people that I'm not in contact with, that yeah. I should be, that, uh, you know, you let laughs. It's not because, like, we've got grudges or we've got beef or anything like that, but you just let some friendships, you know, fall by the wayside once you haven't seen them for a while. And I think the pandemic has kind of stretched that a little bit further because, you know, we're not used to seeing as, as little of people as we have been in the past. But, you know, call call someone you haven't called in a while and or text them out of the blue and just say hi to them and see how they're doing because you never know what people are going through a lot of people didn't know what jd was going through and uh it was a shock to us all and just you know we all need to be better about keeping in contact and being with people yeah well said and it's um it certainly is. Uh, that's good advice because sometimes you think, you know, oh, maybe that person's too busy or, or maybe this, that, and the other. But really, um, if they care, they'll make time. And it's, it's definitely worth your effort to let someone know how you feel about them. Absolutely. So check out the GoFundMe. Uh, it is on my Twitter account, Adam A. Abdallah. It's on Chris Bleck's Twitter account. It's on the ESP 1000 Twitter account. Get a shirt from obviousshirts.com. Uh, They've got all the proceeds are going to go to Parker's Fund. Thank you again for everybody for listening, for calling, for tweeting. Check out all of the great interviews on the ESPN Chicago app. I'll be back tomorrow with Jeff Meller where we will continue to remember JD and also try to get back to some sense of of normal sports talk as well, but we will always keep uh, JD, Caitlin, and especially Parker in our thoughts and in our prayers. Thank you once again for listening to ESPN 1000.